0: Reconstructionist Radio presents a war room production, Once Dead, where brothers and sisters in the faith share God's grace upon their lives, how they were once spiritually dead in their trespasses and sins, but are now kingdom-driven by the grace of God so undeserved. My name is Luke Bell and I was once dead really would like to start off not so much with uh, where I was at and what I went through because I believe the reality for all of us is that if we took a we wouldn't even have to take a deep look or a close look at our lives but we would be able to um, share with others the depth of our depravity um, whether it be drugs or violence, anger depression uh, you know self you know self inflicted pain in one way shape or form or another, or to others, um, we would all be able to share uh, something in our lives um, but really, I would say my focus would be on how I was spiritually dead um, uh, I was brought up in a non-religious home. Um, while my mother was heavily involved in the Catholic or she currently is, um, I knew she was Catholic back then. I knew that my aunts and and my grandmother, you know, holidays occasionally, you know, they went to mass. Um, but it wasn't a reality in my life. I mean, I knew that they were doing, you know, they they were going to mass, but it wasn't something that the family made a concentrated effort to attend. Um, And that's what I knew it really as, was attendance, not so much um, being in relation with God. It was more of, you know, um, your works, you know, making sure you showed up for these things on those important holidays. But in my life, there was no talk of doctrine or theology, even to the smallest degree. It was kind of more, again, some of that classical, you know, you better be good or else God is going to. So I was I've always been aware of God in my life. Um, again, not relationally, but I, I I was aware of the reality of God. Let me say that. But there was we didn't go any further as far as Christ and what Christ had done on the cross for us, um, uh, paying for our sins. So it stopped really right there as you know God holding this big heavy hammer and waiting for you to make a mistake. So I went through life you know, I had a good childhood. Um, our family eventually separated. And so whatever, you know, uh, wherever I stood spiritually, uh, was really, I mean, that my growth had stopped there. My, my parents went their own ways and I went about my life and, you know, I've made some really poor choices and, you know, I, I, I've walked, um, uh, on the crazier side, I guess, you know, again, I don't want to glorify it, but it did take me down some roads that I would rather not, you know, have been. It is what it is, uh, but there are definitely roads that I would not want my sons to go down. So again, I don't want to glorify it, but there were definitely some dark days there for me and my wife. I've been with her for 20 years now since, well, we've been together since 1993, got out of high school, and she was my girlfriend, and. We got married, so we've been together since. then. so she's been with me on this journey through the entire time, and her family as well. You know, her her upbringing um, uh, was basically what her grandmother had taught her as a, as a girl, because her family had gone through similar trials. Um, don't want to go into detail on that, but so together uh, we were walking on what I would like to call spiritually immature legs. We were surviving, but on bare minimum. Um, I knew that, as far as I was concerned, that when uh, something bad had gone in my life, God was real enough in my life for me to blame. And I was angry with them. There were a couple of deaths. I had a couple of friends who died, well, more than a couple, but two that really, really, uh, one I was there for and one that just caught me off guard totally. But they both hurt, and I took it very personal, and I felt, you know, that that was a point where I really stepped away from god it wasn't that i didn't believe in him but i just decided to go the other direction and i 100 percent committed to it a lot of people will say they're not sure i believe i had made a clear conscious decision to go the other end and yes i would say as far you know if you're not serving god you're serving the enemy that's the truth that's what i was doing i wasn't i wasn't trying to color it something else i'm, I'm not saying you know i wore the the big black dark robe and I was doing the things, but I was very aware of the fact that um, I was not pleasing in the eyes of God. And um, I did know that there was somebody who was happy with what I was doing. Um, but I knew that again, I was in opposition to God's will for my life. Um, it got to the point to where everything had escalated. Um, my drug use, alcohol, womenization, just, just did everything, violence, um, uh, and it was pretty much just me. I, I, Whenever I got in trouble, you know, or or something went down, I wasn't one to run to people, hey, can you help me get a lawyer, blah, 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 whatever. I, you know, wrote it out by myself, even to the extent that on my last court date, they were telling me that I was going to go to prison, Um, and did I have anything to say. I remember praying before and telling God, you know, I don't want your help in this praise God that his will be done and (laughs) not mine. Um, But uh, I did remember, I do remember going to that court date and basically telling God, you know, I didn't ask for your help earlier. I'm not going to ask now. And going into that court, this judge was known for sending people to prison for what I was going for. And I, I, remember being blown away by the guy right before me i i can't tell you exactly how long he went but i know he did send the guy before me to prison can't give you any details on what he did or the circumstances any specifics nothing like that but i do remember seeing him send someone to prison right before i was to go up so it you know got my attention real fast but when i went up there there was um i'm not saying there was this you know, weightlessness in the room or making it, you know, more mystical or, or dramatic than it was. But I do remember like a sense of peace that he basically asked me, um, why should he not send me to prison? And I remember telling him that I would go to this program that uh, provided he not, you know, send me, I would, I would go to the prison, that program right then and there, like from the courtroom to the program if he wouldn't send me to prison because it wasn't as if, as if I was asking him to spare me, but that when I got arrested, my youngest son, he was newborn. I have four boys and my youngest son he was just a baby, but he was, he's my only son to ever see me arrested or with the cops or anything too young to remember. But I remember the reality that my son saw me going to jail Hit me hard and the reality of what I was sacrificing as a result of my rebellion was not just, you know, look what the world has done to me or look at this fight that, you know, blah blah blah. It was now my sons are starting to pay the price because their reality will be that they are fatherless for X amount of years. And so I I had heard of this program that I actually had a couple members of my family go through and it had an impact on their lives. So I had gone, um, and went through this program, and it was a faith-based program, very successful program, and that's what really opened my eyes to a relationship with God, um, seeking Him in prayer and things like that. Uh, um, fundamentals, but fundamentals from a, a particular perspective. Let me let me say that. You know, I was really, I you know, I was excited. You know, was, I was a new believer. You know, the Lord was moving in my life, and there was a real change. You know, I'd come back home and uh, i had gotten a job. We had gotten plugged back into a church that was, you know, really kind to me when I was going through it before I'd gone to this program. Um, they'd kind of seen me at my worst. But we got plugged into that church, and I was doing what I thought were all the right steps. You know, I was going click, 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 you know, A, B, C, D. Um, this is what the Christian is supposed to look like. Um, and I mean, I got involved. I was, a I was a youth leader and then I quickly became the sectional youth leader. And so I was doing ministry. I'd always had a heart for the homeless and for uh, those in addiction, you know, struggle with, uh, what they, you know, what they consider life skills, um, that has, has, and still is on my heart. But, um, throughout this phase of my life, I, I still there was, it was, um, I had questions in regards to specifics in the Bible, and I'd heard some of these questions I like, tossed around, and, um, uh, but it wasn't really brought to the congregation, it was kind of like inside discussions that people had amongst their, themselves, and I, you know, I'm reading the Word, and like, wait, okay, you guys are saying this, but the Bible's saying this, and I'm not gonna, you know, I, I don't want to be too hard on anyone, but for me, at that point in my life, it was causing me to ask some some foundational questions, and I kept finding um, uh, nobody wanted to talk about it, and so um, it was kind of frustrating to me. And then it was kind of like that seed that I allowed to be planted in my in my head that it it, it caused me to not only question some doctrine but question myself, and uh, this was. This was years after, you know, years after, you know, being involved in ministry, and it just it kept building on itself, and it became this voice in, in the in my mind, you know, that you know, well, now you sound like hypocrite, or or now you sound double standard, or is this really that, or do you know what you're talking about? And that 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 seed of doubt, and um, it actually, you know, uh, it started out small. I you know discussed with my wife. Um, Yeah, my boys were still very young at this time, Um, but I basically told her, you know, I'm going to step down from, quote-unquote, leadership or, 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 you know, ministry because I need to resolve this before, you know, I go and stand before somebody and claim this or claim that. That was probably the worst thing I could have done, and I could blame myself or blame others, but I know that at that point, walking away from the church or the body of Christ was a huge mistake because now... I no longer had the support of the body. I no longer um, had the love of the brethren um, to sit there and hold me accountable in a very loving and challenging way. Uh, but now I was on my own. And to be on your own with doubt um, and being, uh, you know, predisposed to sin and uh, there's a way that seems right to man that leads to death. Well, I found that way. And in a matter, I think I, uh, that was, uh, it It was just a matter of time before that doubt had uh, kind of worked me back towards uh, my my old way of life. And I would say that's because there were some foundational questions, again, that I had not dealt with, like, um, again, because I had thought I had done all the right things. I had, you know, gone to this church program, I was there a year and a half, and I was plugged into the church, and um, I, I had I had uh, said the words, you know, I invited the Lord into my life. Okay, let's not even start with that phrase, but I had asked the Lord into my life, and that's what I believed was the determining factor as far as me being saved. That was my understanding of it. And so, when I got discouraged, and it wasn't just discouraged like, oh, it was a bad day, it was just this culmination of, of things that had been said, and what I was seeing behind the scenes that just kind of like, I was like, man, I can't be associated with that kind of, um, I don't know, to me, it seemed, um, double-mindedness. It seemed, uh, uh, the hypocrisy of it really like dug under my skin. And like I said, when I was good, I was good. I owned it. When I was bad, I was bad and I owned it. And so I didn't understand how somebody could say, you know, this is what we're doing. And on the other hand, they're doing something entirely different. So I decided, you know, and, and I don't, I know some people agree and others would totally disagree, but that's where I had to draw my line, and um, so I stepped away. Like I said, it was a matter of time before that seed of doubt uh, opened up other doors for me. On the weak spiritual legs that I was standing, I was starting down that same road again. And it was—I couldn't even give you specific dates. I, I remember—I i could tell you where I was when I had uh, my first beer again and smoked a cigarette again, you know, when— uh, when I backslid or whatever the terminology people want to use, when I decided just to openly live and grow sin again, I remember the place I went to dinner. I remember the words that I said. It wasn't some vague decision that I was making, you know, some something random that came out of my mouth. I was making a conscious decision to start drinking and to start smoking again. But little did I know that the reality of the backslider being miserable was uh, more true than I could ever, ever know. And whatever hell I had gone through in my life prior to this moment was nothing in comparison to what I was going to go through in a period of about two to three years, I would say two to three years. And let me put this into to, to um, put it in context. I've only been say uh, I've only been you know uh, in relation with the Lord from one degree or another uh, for about ten to eleven years over over a decade now. But this all happened within the frame of roughly ten years. So there was five, uh, about four years of just, you know, doing this and all those questions came up and then I stepped away and there was about a year in there where it started getting questionable and we have, you know, three years of just this thing came off the hinges. I mean, it just went bad. Um, so much so that, uh, you know, let me just, you know, put it in a nutshell, lost my wife, lost my home couple more people that I knew died. Um, and more than anything, you know, at that point, my idol was definitely my, my sons. They're my best friends. They were everything that I had next to my wife, you know, but they even took precedence over my wife. Um, you know, I was actually, you know, if we were going to split up because there I am actually, my wife and I are the only two in either of our families to, uh, still be in a marriage. Um, everybody else on hers and my side uh are divorced we 're the only marriage for either of us that is intact to this day. Um, I was actually okay with the idea of us possibly being divorced, but I was not okay with losing my sons and like I said, it just you know it hit hard. I was losing everything um drinking was again, we, we were hitting new highs and new lows, literally. And I finally, you know, I just, I, I lost my, I lost my home, you know, uh, we were purchasing it and I, I I didn't really care. You know, at that point, um, I've never, never been a real big material guy. So it was bad. You know, I understood, you know, this is not a good thing. You don't want to lose your home, but I could have cared less at that point. I was like, fine, take it, whatever. Um, But the reality that I was losing everything as a whole was just killing me. And there were definitely some times when I was like, man, I'm done. You know, I don't have anything left. I just remember I couldn't sleep. I had to drink myself to sleep, you know. And if I was going to be awake, I was going to be awake and we were going to be doing this. That ended up me finally, you know, I couldn't stay there. So I had to go to work. Uh, I had to, you know, and on top of all that, yes, I lost my job. Um, So job, home, wife, kids, family members, and friends had passed away. Um, Let's just say the whole gambit from one to the other. uh, uh, Spiritually, financially, um, physically, emotionally, I was done. But my dad, you know, we hadn't talked for years. And he ends up, I guess it had gotten so bad that he'd kind of like, hey, we got to get you out of there. And so him and I, you know, I went to work with him. And we started welding out there and I was welding in Bakersfield, Santa Maria, you know, uh, out that way. And I just remember, for, you know, towards the end of it, I was working by myself and and just, you know, crying out to God and saying that if this is if this is what it's going to be, you know, because I couldn't take being away from my sons anymore. And I was I was still, you know, very much so missing my wife. Uh, I was missing what we had, you know, again, because I had tasted the goodness of God, the restoration that he had begun in my family. That's what I was missing, was the goodness of God. Um, uh, and I just remember being in a hotel on Buck Owens. Um, and, and this place was like a little baby prison. Uh, I remember the hotel I was staying in. Some uh, A man had just uh, commit, no he had OD'd. Um, you know, you step out of your hotel room. You felt like you're walking out on the yard. Everybody's posted up on, on their little balcony or in front of their hotel room sizing things up. Uh, you know, you had the homeless, you had kind of had to watch your back. It was not, it's not a pretty place to be. Um, and, and I was going back and forth to work and I just, you know, drinking in the meantime, you know, or anytime all the time. But I remember sitting in there in that Bible and just, you know, crying out to God saying, if this is it, if this is what it's going to be, you know, I, I, really don't care to see anymore. You know, I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and, I I know that it wasn't because I picked up a Bible. I know that it wasn't because I had made a decision because all the decision-making that this fine brain had done resulted in, you know, my condition at that point, which was I was alone. And, um, you know, it got to where I was physically, I was like literally bleeding out. You know, my body couldn't take it. It was just shutting down. I was looking pale. People were like, you know, if if I... if I didn't smell like alcohol, you know, my body was showing signs that, you know, I was drinking too much. So again, I just, you know, I picked up that the hotel Bible. I know it sounds like cliche, classy, you know, classic scene, but I picked up, um, the Bible in there and just remembering when it, when his word used to speak to me, just opened, you know, and there was like, you know, understanding of what God had to say for me and for mankind as a whole. And, but this time when I picked it up, it was like reading French. I hadn't, you know, I'm like, man, has it been that long? And it felt like I had been away from the Lord for a lifetime. But I remember uh, praying and crying out to God if he, if he would save me, not for me, but for the sake of my sons that, you know, I, I quit, you know, um, I'm, I'm done. I, I didn't have anything to go on anyways, but I was basically crying out for God to save me. Uh, or to bring me back home you know just i just didn't want any more of it and that's where it really began you know uh, 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 uh the lord interceded on my life and you know i started seeking him in his word and again those same questions were coming up but this time what the bible was saying to me was clear and um so this basically was the, the catalyst. Like I need these questions answered. I need them. and and as a young Christian, still, yes, I've been, you know, uh, within this ten year time frame, I was I was um I was seeking the Lord, but I wasn't able to articulate any of the questions that I had. So it's like, you know, being unable to speak, period. You know, you have all these thoughts, you know, if you're a uh uh I just was not able to articulate what, what I was, you know, the questions that I had and they were important questions. Again, I don't want to go into it. And I'm sure you all have an idea of what I'm talking about, but they were foundational fundamental questions that in retrospect, I understand that's what caused me to uh, that. That's what um, kind of crippled. I wouldn't say crippled, but it definitely made it difficult again, standing on young uh, spiritual legs, you know, uh, it's kind of like going to the gym and you've been in there for a week and somebody's kind of like told you, yeah, go pick up those weights, but they never really told you what can happen when you pick up those weights and why you pick up those weights and how you pick up those weights. You understand that there's weights and you can grab them, but you're not getting the max force. You're not getting the truth of what those weights can do. And that's where I was um, spiritually. You know, some people had laid down some things. Uh, I had some questions about it, but it's and I had come to the, to, to the realization that they either couldn't answer those questions or wouldn't answer those questions. And sometimes they're like, oh, those are red flags. And I got, you know, certain comments that were made, but all that did was stoke the fire. Um, so the spiritual legs I was standing on were starting to, uh, I, I I was developing and um, it was by the grace of God alone um, and being in, the, in his word and a few key individuals being in my life, um, that really helped to uh, to bring some clarification in that area of my life, and so that's how this whole thing again. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to dwell on on the things that I have done in my life because I'm sure there are other brothers who can share and probably do a much better job and and glorify God better in the way that they would voice it. But for me, um, yes, I made those mistakes, but for me, the important part now is what what that has caused me to the desires that that God has put in my heart as far as like the ministering to the homeless or just ministry in general um, has got caused me to realize the importance of theology and doctrine, the importance of understanding, um, you know, the word you cannot get around it. You cannot change it. You need to understand it and have clear understanding of what it's saying. And that's been my driving force as far as ministry is concerned, because, I I I believe had there been uh, a, a better understanding of what God was saying through His Word, I would have been I would have had stronger legs to stand up under those temptations and trials. But I I you know such as it is you know this um, that's the way my life went. But it causes me to want to go out and share with others the certainty of God's Word. Right? It causes me to want to go out, minister to those who may have the same questions, especially in this area. I had, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, Jason Sanchez, you know who you are. Um, no, He helped me as I was going through some of these uh, questions and issues. And, you know, I thank God for um, him and Daniel Van Willis because they, they stepped in it and they made themselves available to me. Um As far as like, hey, what about this? What about that? What should I do here? And they actually helped me and my family find the church that we 're currently in um, and it's funny now that we 're in there i 'm seeing you know they they they've just did this self assessment and um and which was one of the coolest things it 's probably one of the healthiest things the church can do if they 're going to be honest with themselves to put the facts on the table. And and really, you know, make a strong go of it. And and basically, the people who did this said, we're going to give you seven prescriptions, and and uh, and you either take them all or don't take it at all. And because they they're saying, one will lead them to the other. You can't do this part without that part. And one of the things that they pointed out to them was, um, they said, do you realize that in 2017, Kings County or the Central Valley will be 75 percent Latino? And they said, we're not going to give you specific numbers, but I think you're very well aware of what the demographics are in this church, what this body looks like. And I was like, wow, you know, how bold of them. How, how awesome is it that they were like, you're missing the boat here. You're, you're missing a huge opportunity. And that's how I felt because um, my name's Luke Bell, but my, my grandmother's from Nicaragua. My grandpa's from uh, Mexico. My other grand, my on my mom's side, her mom and dad are from Mexico. And my grandpa is from, on my dad's side, is from Alabama. So we've got the whole, you know, the whole gambit. But uh, Latino blood, strong in my family, you know. And so for me, it was frustrating because as a Latino in the Central Valley, it's predominantly um, uh, Pentecostal. Um, There's AG churches. Um, There's a lot of really good people in churches. I love them. I'm just saying as far as from where I was coming. Or your other option is Catholicism and those are your options and so for me there was a lack of options because i didn't agree that um i there were too many points where i was at odds with it and not combative but i was just like this is saying one thing and you're saying another can we meet in the middle or can you explain this and i wasn't getting that um and not to appease me not to make me happy but i just wanted an answer and so that's where, um, in the church that we're currently in, is. I've, t- I'm talking to a couple of brothers, uh, that are local in this area, um, in another, uh, there's a couple other towns that, you know, I'm reaching out to them and it really is to, um, get a proper and correct understanding of the word of God, um, to those people groups. Um, the need is there. And so that's where, i would i would say i was you know definitely once dead because my purpose in life really before was um i was trying to fit into a certain image and i was trying to live that lifestyle as hard as i could and as fast as i could um as long you know as long as i could um and that 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 ship had sailed you know like i said um my body couldn't take it anymore and and, but it still felt empty it it was void of a purpose and meaning whereas now i'm more on fire than i've ever been and it may not be taking shape and you now it may not be uh uh be taking shape or form as fast as i would like but again this is not my will but god's will be done thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven going out and taking dominion things like that that's where i'm encouraged and and excited um and just you know uh, to use the christianese on fire you know but i really am there's uh you know, I have people asking me now. They're like, "Man, you just seem... You know, this is this is all you talk about." And not with the bitterness, but with the joy, with the hope, with the love. You know, that that people ask me about. I'm not trying to, you know, push this upon them or, uh, like they say, you know, hit them upside the head with a, a book. Uh, you know, the sovereignty of God, cracking them upside the head. They're encouraged by by the hope they see in me, and I don't say that to boast. I say that because that's what a brother has actually told me. So let me just be clear there because I'm not trying to brag, um, but I am excited as to what the, you know, being involved in the fellowship that I am, you know, with reconstruction radio and the narrating and just the, the, the solid men of God that I've met that are so humble and so loving and so caring and so giving of themselves for the, the, the proclamation of God's word for the strengthening of the brotherhood for uh, the purpose of taking dominion here and now. So again, that's I hope my testimony encourages someone to, you know, we look past our mistakes, knowing that you know His mercies are new every day, and that um, that there is a purpose there for the here and now. That there is a hope. We're not doing this, hoping that you know we we're a part of God's big great escape plan, and that you know He's got a parachute for us too. But we're doing this with the hope and with the knowledge that christ is king now that he reigns now and that he has invited us to to take part in this my name is luke bell and i am now by the grace of god kingdom driven